Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I mean, you feel better when you make shots. I mean, everything seems a little rosier, right? Um... Yeah, we, we had a lot of we had a lot of misses. Some of them were good looks, some of them weren't. Um, again, I, I think that we have to move the ball better, and you know continue to probe for better shots. Um, it's game two. You know we're not as good as these guys right now. I think that was pretty evident and clear for everyone to see. And so we'll see if we can improve. And now the Celtics losing streak begins. They lose wow. 113 to 103. This is the Garden Report, powered by Grandstand on CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog. Welcome to the show. I'm Jared Weiss. We're joined, as always, by Jimmy Toscano from CSNNE and Kevin O'Connor from Celtics Blog, yeah. SB Nation, about that in sports. I can keep going, but I'll forget one. <laughs> also uh, helping out at CSNNE, too. That's right. And helping out CSNNE. So, let's talk about this game. The Celtics did not. I mean, they didn't really look good in the first one against Philly tonight. It looked really bad, especially in the second half. We'll get to that. They fall 113 to 103. Terrence Ross with 21 points in only 21 minutes. Mm. A big game from DeMar DeRozan. He had 23 points. Went to the line 14 times tonight. Isaiah Thomas on the Celtics end at 25 points in only 29 minutes. So it's pretty much the only silver lining that's happened so far this season. Uh, he's been good. But uh, Jimmy, they were looking, I mean, they were kind of going neck and neck going up to the up to halftime. Marcus Smart hits this miracle fadeaway three yeah. falling into the stands. Was, didn't you say, yeah, his, was his only shot of the game that he hit? No, was, he hit two shots. Only, only, only one of the, the half, game. yeah. Only, one, one, only three-pointer of the game, and it was, like, from the third row. You know, and three-point <laughs> shooting was pretty clearly the yeah. issue for them. Tonight. Oh, yeah. It was ugly. Uh, the three-point shooting, they couldn't hit it. They couldn't hit the broad side of Barnes tonight. And they had some open looks, too. Looks in transition. I mean, they had some spot-up spot, spot shots that they weren't knocking down. I think it's just one of those nights... You, the law of averages, Brad Stevens will tell you, they can't shoot this poorly every night. Uh, do I think they played better than the Raptors tonight? No. I mean, I think you got to give the Raptors credit. They were the better team tonight. And at this point in the year, I think they're the, they're the better team overall. They're, they're, you know, for the most part, a lot of those guys are back. You know, Lowry's back, DeRozan's back. You know, we've already talked about some of these guys. Uh, Ross is back. But, you know, they lost Amir Johnson. They got Carroll, who I think is a nice piece for them. They may be paying him a little too much, but I think he's a good piece for them. Uh, they're the more talented team right now. They're a better team, and they played better tonight, and they deserve the win. I think that and in the final score, 
they won by ten. They really they should have no, won, won, like, won by a lot yeah, more. Yeah, they won by yeah. a lot more than that. Yeah, you know, the thing is, in the first half, especially the first quarter, Celtics outscored them on the fast break nine to nothing. But mm-hmm. the Raptors had a lot more rebounds. The two teams really played their games, I guess, where the Celtics high hype, uh, a ton of fast break attempts, high transition, high energy in the first half, but they weren't shooting well. Raptors hit a lot of threes, got a lot of rebounds. They were the power team. But Kevin. In the third quarter, things went really poorly. Yeah, first five minutes, 50 seconds of the third quarter. Celtics outscored 17-9, to and that's basically the differential in the game. Celtics were stagnant on offense, and on defense, Raptors were just getting interior buckets. Five of their layoff attempts out of the 10 shots in that period. And after, the, after David Lee was out, taken out of the game, they didn't play DNP. And I think partially it, the reason for the struggles on offense is because we saw in preseason the ball was going through Lee. But we're seeing with that lineup, negative net rating in the first game and again tonight. So I wonder if they're having chemistry issues working Lee in now compared to preseason. And defensively, we already know Lee's not a great player on that end. So he needs yeah. to offer offense, and right now he's not. And that's why, probably why we saw the DNP. And the defensive rating tonight for the Celtics, 104.4 according to my mathematics. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Sacktown Royalty. He's a smart guy. <laughs> I can do addition in my head. Uh, and the offensive rating was only 95.1. But the effective field goal percentage is really measuring the three-point effectiveness. Mm-hmm. Raptors 50.6, which is pretty good. Celtics 41.2. Uh, the Celtics, well, they're, even when you factor them for three-point shooting, they barely even got mediocre. Well, they were awful three-point shooting tonight, you know, yeah. what I mean? so that'll do it to you, 27% from the, from the three-point line tonight. I thought one thing that the, that the Raptors did well in the second half was they were pushing the ball. They were getting out in transition. The Celtics were missing a lot, obviously. They were pushing the ball. They weren't just walking the ball up and getting into sets. They were, they were finding the open man. They were scoring in transition. They, they, the Celtics were always on their heels, you know what I mean? The Celtics, yeah. they couldn't set up, and they couldn't get anything going in transition on their own end. So when that ha- and I think that kind of flipped it. And, and the whole lead point is Lee, Lee did look, we talked about this off the camera, Lee looked really good in those first couple games in the preseason. I'm not sure how well he fits with guys on the bench. So mm-hmm. when you start to bring in those bench guys, which Brad Stevens is going to do yep. pretty quickly, it feels like. You know, Isaiah Thomas obviously is going to get a lot of burn. I'm not sure how well he fits with a guy like Isaiah Thomas, who is already... You know, he's he going to dominate you defensively, the ball. and, and, yeah, and he yeah. hurts you defensively. So now mm-hmm. you're going to leave Lee out there, who also hurts you mm-hmm. defensively. So I think you might be finding where Lee can only work with certain guys, and if it's not working right away, you might not see him like we did tonight. And, th- and that could be a problem going forward because you know they have they have Isaiah Thomas. He can create with the best of them. He's mm-hmm. being used like a superstar. He's they feed him the ball every possession. So when he's not on the floor for the extra 20 minutes, because he plays about 28 minutes a game. You need a guy who can do it for that period. It's been Evan Turner, but they have Evan Turner coming off the bench, playing as alongside Isaiah Thomas. So if it's not Lee, they really need a guy to step up in the starting lineup, whether it's Smart, who hasn't really been handling the ball as much as I expected so far. And the problem is if Lee's not playing well on offense, he's not giving you anything on defense. And that means you're having an inefficient player on two ends of the floor, and you don't want that. Right. Uh, let's go to the grandstand play of the game because it kind of takes both the element you talked about with Raptors trying to push it and what you talked about, Evan Turner not working out at all tonight. Uh, grandstand is the app that allows you to get the view from the seats, fans in the stands, taking videos of the game and then giving it to you on the Grandstand app at home. Go to download mm-hmm. Grandstand mm-hmm. app in the App Store or go to grandstand.me to use it. Let's take a look at this video here. So we have a pretty nice give and go going between Evan Turner and Isaiah Thomas. Nice flip pass from Isaiah. Ooh. And then Turner front rims it. Barely wow. even got it up to the rim. Then Lowry goes the in transition. Miss. 
feeds it on a cross screen to Luis Scola, who hits a layup. And that was the only uh, fast break field goal that the Raptors even got credit for in tonight's game. Uh, but it really epitomized that the Celtics, their shots were turning into transition mm. opportunities for the Raptors, Kevin. Yeah, and I think what Jimmy said about this is one of those games where you just miss a lot of shots. I don't think the Celtics got a lot of bad shots at certain points of the game. I think Steven said at some points they were bad, but other points they were getting good looks. And on mm. Toronto's end, obviously, like you said, Raptors outplayed the Celtics. But they had a lot of shots where they just hit contested mid-range jumpers or they were ran off the three-point line and they pulled up from mid-range. So the Celtics were forcing shots that they want teams to take. But the Raptors were just hitting them, and we saw Terrence Ross just get red hot with 13 points in the fourth quarter. All right, yep. let's go to part two. When we come back, we'll talk about Terrence Ross's fourth quarter and then Isaiah Thomas continuing to be a source of inspiration mm. for a team that Big really time. needs it. Small sample size theater, of course. <laughs> this is the Garvin Report powered by Grandstand on CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog. Uh, probably shot selection. We had a lot of open shots, I mean, even around the rim. We just need to concentrate more and knock them down. I mean, guys need to just continue to have confidence, I think. This is our first game where our body language was not, not, not really good, and guys were missing shots in that third and fourth quarter and putting their head down, and we can't have that. Um, we got to be even killed at all times and, and just remain confident in ourselves. I mean, Tim's Ross got going. What do you have, like 17 in one quarter? I mean, he was just going. Can't let that happen, or, you know, we at least got, have to be aware of that. And, I don't even think we we knew he got going, and you know, as a team, I feel like we need to talk to each other and help each other out. Welcome back to the show for part two. Quickly, I want to tell you about this post-game show on CLNS Radio coming up this Sunday. They're going to be bringing on the original Celtics podcaster, Justin Poulin of Celtics Stuff Live. Legend. Absolute legend. Absolutely. I think pretty much all of us grew up listening to Celtics Stuff Live. It was the first Celtics-specific show that I can remember Remember going back to like the mid-2000s even. Oh, and it was like the um, Antoine days, man. Yeah. It was, it was some good times. It was a great show. So he's coming out of semi-retirement. He's going to be co-hosting the Garden Report. Or, sorry, this is the Garden Report. The Celtics post-game show on CLNS Radio with Larry H. Russell of Celtics Beat and Nick Gelso, the owner and co-founder of CLNS Radio. So they'll be on pre-game, and then you can hear Justin post-game. So you can tune into the post-game show Sunday by going to clnsradio.com slash Spurs, And, of course, subscribe to Celtics Beat on iTunes slash Stitcher. And, hey, give us a subscription yeah. over on iTunes slash Stitcher. Find the Garden Do Report. You can hear everything we say without actually looking at us. And you can even pull up the Grandstand <laughs> app to watch the Why Grandstand play of the game us? when we're talking yeah. about it. All right, so now let's talk about the rest of this game. Job, um, we need to get the vodcast. I'm going to get a subscription now so they can still I like watch that. it. I, I yeah. like that. Or you can just hold up a photo of us on your phone while you listen to the podcast. <laughs> That's true. They probably there are many photos. creative ways. Yeah, right, you, you go to my there. Instagram, we'll have to take Jared Weiss MBA show. on Instagram. <laughs> you can go there. So, you can't plug your own Instagram. Uh, screw that. It's my show. I can't <laughs> so, so in the fourth Jimmy quarter, <laughs> so the fourth quarter of this game, Terrence Ross went absolutely off. Six for seven from the field, 13 points. T. Rosie. And that's in nine and a half minutes, or nine minutes, 50 seconds to be specific. Even at three rebounds, he actually led the entire game in rebounds during the fourth quarter, too. That was the fourth quarter where David Lee logged zero minutes, to be precise. Yeah, Jay Crowder playing the entire quarter. Evan Turner played the entire quarter. So they have Crowder out there. They have Turner out there. It doesn't have any effect whatsoever on Terrence Ross, Kevin. Yeah, it's like we said in the first segment, Terrence Ross just got a red hot type of night where no matter what you're giving him, running him off the three-point line, 
and he's still hitting the mid-range jumper. And, you know, I think the problem wasn't as much Ross hitting shots. It's that the Raptors are getting in penetration at the basket. So they're kicking it out to Ross and letting him create with space. And going forward, you wonder, is there an issue with the pick-and-roll defense? It's yes. early in the season. This team is new. A lot of new guys playing together for the first time. So it's not worth really overreacting to, but it's something they need to solve going forward, especially versus Sunday versus the Spurs. I mean, it wasn't like Lowry was incredible tonight, but he, he had nine assists in 34 minutes. That was good. But their PNR defense, I think the issue there is that even if they can stuff the ball up top, it, they're not doing a good job recovering around the horn. And we saw Amir Johnson got caught kind of in no man's land trying to play the pivot a lot tonight. A lot of backdoor cuts going behind him. Uh, I mean, Amir, he's a four that they're trying to put as a sole pivot man. You know, when he was in Toronto, he was playing alongside Valanchunas, or Valanpoopy as I like to call him. Uh, and he, I haven't heard that in a while. I know, it's been a while, right? It's an old uh, Basketball Jones reference there. Um, but so with, with Amir, he's trying to be the five, and he's qualified to do it. But especially when he's going up against a team that they obviously know him, like the back of, of their hand, they were able to expose him. The Celtics are going to have to have some sort of weak side coverage, I think, while Amir is playing the five. And they didn't have it tonight. That's something they're going to have to work out. I mean, Stevens is still tinkering with the lineups, like you said, after the game. So finding the right combination is going to be key for them. Um, that second unit with Olenek, that's a defensive liability right now. Turner and Olenek there alongside Definitely. Amir and Isaiah. they got to figure out what they're going to do defensively. Having Bradley out there or Smart out there with them helps, but they're going to need Olenek to improve his defensive awareness if they're going to be able to pull it off. It's definitely about finding the right combinations. And right now, Stevens has to look at the tape, find Ooh. out who works well together. Look at the advanced stats. Go talk to the guys in the front office, David Sparks, Drew Cannon. Find out from them what, what is clicking in the preseason, what is clicking now, using their practice data, everything at their disposal to find out what's going to work. Because as we've mentioned, whether it's Lee and Turner, Johnson, the communication's not there right now. There's a lot that needs to be ironed out, even though it's early in the year. And they yeah. can send us their practice data, too, if they want us to take a look <laughs> at it. Yeah. No, just really, just quick note, we already talked about how Lee didn't play in the fourth. Well, neither did Johnson. So the two big offseason acquisitions... True. Neither one of those guys logs, you know, a minute in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. Makes a little more sense on Johnson, you know, if you're down by a lot, and you're trying to get so. some offense in there. But it really is going to dictate. It's really going to depend on what the score is to this game. Because you've got Zeller who didn't play that much in the fourth quarter either, uh, once again. So I mean, the, there's some there's some big men here that uh, we should be seeing a lot more of. That you know, I think that like you said it's just mixing and matching, trying to find what works. And I think they were just really scrambling there in that fourth quarter. They went down by 19 at one point. Yeah. I mean, at that point. I mean, the poop just hits the fan, and you just kind of start throwing stuff out there and seeing if anything, if anything works, if anything clicks. And they, they, they chipped away at it, but, it, but at that point, it was, it was just way too late. Second poop reference of the night, thank yeah. you. And, you know, the thing is, they went jumbo. <laughs> Over-under was two and a half. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, one more. So they went with a jumbo <laughs> lineup where they were putting Jarebko at the three in response to the run that was made in the third quarter. And that wasn't working because the Raptors were able just to run on that team more, and the Celtics were missing shots, so there were no, there was no really, it was all transition opportunity basically. Then they try to go uber small in the fourth quarter, where they're using Olenek as a four slash five a lot of the time. They're trying to be more of a shooting and running team in the fourth quarter. None of it worked. I mean, it, obviously to make it simple, they weren't hitting their shots. Mm -hmm. They were committing fouls or returning the ball over, um, but. It's a small sample size, but so far it looks like they haven't found lineup combinations with the second unit that work defensively, and they haven't looked good defensively in either game now. They face San Antonio on Sunday. Obviously, Toronto's a challenge. San Antonio is a mammoth mountain to climb, so it'll be fascinating fun. to That's see if there are any time. changes made for that lineup on Sunday. It's like Spurs versus like Spurs 
super light. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like, like deal. But. Toronto kind of played like a super light version. Welter, of no, they did. Well, Toronto, 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 Toronto played well tonight. And I actually really like, I know, I don't know if we're going back to Ross here. I know we aren't, but just really quick, I liked him off the bench tonight. I, mean, I think he's yeah. one of those guys. I mean, he can start, obviously. He's been a starter, but he's kind of like, He's not like Isaiah Thomas position-wise, but he's kind of like Isaiah Thomas, where you get like the instant offense. You bring him in. He knows kind of he's he knows what to look for. He knows what he needs to do, and in certain situations, because they added Carroll now, uh, he can just come in and just you know give him the ball. And if he if he's feeling it, like we saw tonight, he's the difference maker. I mean, he, if if it wasn't for Ross, the Celtics they had a shot at coming back in this game. And not to turn a negative into a positive, but you were talking about all the lineups being able to put Jarepko at the four, Olenek at the five. There are there is going to be nights where that works, and Stevens having five or six bigs if you want to count Mickey he's able to play different combinations he can play big against certain lineups like he did in the first half or he can go small and stretch teams putting Jarepko at the four so Stevens definitely has his options on a night-to-night basis and there will be nights it works all right well we'll see if it works out Sunday night so for Kevin for Jimmy I'm what about, Jared don't we have a video there are we I'm going to get to it in a sec. Oh, okay. I want to give credit to so credit is due okay, okay. first. I want to make sure you didn't forget. I want to thank these guys. So we were going to do a segment with Terrence Ross one-on-one. On one. <laughs> Spoiler uh, alert. After the game. Spoilers. And I started to interview him, and then we had a surprise uh, guest interrupt the video. So we're just going to run it for you here to end the show. Good night. We'll see you Sunday. So the, the weaknesses that you can expose just because you're familiar with them? Um, really, you just got to pay attention to what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you got you got to pay attention to what they're doing because if you do, you know you'll be ready for it. That's me. So I have a professional crew working yeah. here tonight. So hey, you should hold the microphone. Hello. What are some of the things man, that you were looking for that you would kind of, you know, man, hope to stick sorry. when you got a chance? Sorry. Yeah, well, that was my first time kind of just sitting back and watching. Yeah. I haven't done that yet. So just kind of observing and kind of watching everybody's body language and um, how the guys carried themselves. And I thought they played well. I think your dad's here. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> trying to ignore. <laughs> your dad's here. Did he want to mm-hmm. be here for your debut? What yeah, he was actually uh, on his, on at the airport, and I called him and told him I was throwing up all day, so he actually said I'm doing his return. Are you going to play better so, uh, than your dad now? Somebody talking? <laughs> That's what they want to know. It's an Ohio thing, I guess, but yeah. Um, He's, he, he was able to make it after practice today, uh, last second flight, so I do appreciate him for that. So he's just coming in for tonight? Yeah, just for tonight. Yeah, yeah, he got practice tomorrow. Did you know you were going to be active? Or did I didn't know. And um, just try to stay ready regardless. And even if I'm not active, just kind of watch and stay engaged. So I just found out part of it. What do you think of Sully's voice? <laughs> Terrible, man. I hate it all day. All, all day. Hi. Hi, Brad. How has Kelly improved in the two years you've had up and what has he worked on over the summer? How do you I think the biggest the biggest thing that he's done, especially over the summer, is he's really taken care of his body and um, he's, he's, he's leaned up quite a bit. Still gotten stronger. Uh, at the same time, he's really put a huge emphasis on how he how he conditions, how he eats, everything else. And, um, so he's, he's learned that as time has gone on, and he's always been a guy that's really capable of stretching the defense. I think he's got a little bit more that he can do in the paint and on the block, 
um, that is applicable at this level. And then, you know, he's got to continue to be a guy that can that can score and put the ball on the floor and create for us. How will a leaner body help him? Well, I think being able to defend either position. Obviously, you've got fives that are going to be a problem regardless um, in certain scenarios, but a lot of fives that that are good matchups for him. Um, but then being able to also defend fours, especially with the way the game is going. I mean, you're playing against guys like Patrick Patterson, you're playing against Carroll when they go small, and to be able to play in those moments, you have to be able to help recover and stop those guys from getting what they want, and that is to stretch the floor. Who are you going with tonight for Same. the starting five? You mentioned Damari Carroll. What does he do for them from a matchup standpoint? So it'll be interesting, Paul, to see how they continue to use him because he played 41 minutes the other night, played most of them at the three, which he has done most of the preseason. But then at the end, Indiana was small. They were small. And Damari was at the four a lot. So I anticipate seeing a lot of that um, You know, as the season progresses. I don't know what their plans will be tonight or in the next two or three weeks. But he's, his versatility is one of his great strengths. Um, you know, he can shoot it. He shot 40% from three. Um, we all know that he's got a great kind of um, way about him and, and, and a demeanor and a passion that is contagious. So um, he's a winner, he impacts winning, and I think they've, they've added to their team um, by adding him. When you, uh, when you take his shooting, well, I think there's a lot of good examples of guys that have really improved their shooting over time. Um, that's one thing that if you have reasonable mechanics, that if uh, you're willing to put the time in and you know you have the right mindset and you practice deliberately, then you've got a chance to become a better shooter. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of ifs in that. Not if, it's not, not for everybody, but he's, he's worked really hard to make himself that. Um, you know, I see a lot of our guys that um, are on our team um, you know, we talked about Marcus's shooting the last two years. We talked about Jay's a little bit, although Jay shot it about 34% before he got here um, from three. I think the biggest thing is that if you just keep working and working at the right rate and working the right way, you're going to improve as a shooter. I mean, that's what these guys do for 365 days a year. They work hard on their games, and so they should improve. What are the benefits to holding a shooter out here if you are the You know what? I just think. By the time you by the time you get up, uh, by the time you have shoot around, you get back in your car. Hopefully, you don't hit any traffic on certain days, but sometimes you do. We've got guys that live all over town, um, and you know, last year from about February first on, we, we did it the whole time. And so, the thing that that I I've always thought is we're going to prepare as well as we can. If we're going to take 35 minutes before the game here. We can make that as good as the 45 minutes at 11 a.m. And I'll have to be better. I'll have to be succinct. I'll have to be clearer. And I'll have to do more work. And hopefully everybody else will sleep. Um, and that's what we need. We need guys to be rested and cleared mind and fresh legs. And let's go. No, it's, it just started because it felt like, you know, here we are traveling all over the country. And we're trying to keep this general time frame open so that they can sleep and we prioritize sleep and then all of a sudden we're you know getting up a little earlier on game days at home and coming in so it just didn't feel like it was consistent with everything else we were doing um, and and we were you know also 
in a rhythm of games where we didn't like we didn't have any days off. And you know, sometimes one of the things that you don't realize is when you get home late on a Monday night and you get a bad night's sleep that night, but then you get up the next morning, not Tuesday but Wednesday for shoot around, you got a chance of having two bad nights in a row or at least two less than ideal. Maybe you can get a good one. So it's not exact science. There's not a right or wrong way to do it. Bottom line is, can you get your game prep in? And we've been able to do that, so we'll see. How do you work uh, Kelly in tonight, and how does that affect the He'll play, we'll see. That's all I can answer. I don't know exactly. You know, I had a set rotation in mind the other night as far as what I had written on paper, and I went away from that at the five-minute mark of the first quarter. So uh, we're going to play the game, coach the game, play it as, it as it happens, but he'll play. Is RJ okay and is he going to be active? RJ, RJ will be active um, and he is healthy. What, who's who's inactive? Yeah. Jordan and James. You said the other day that, you know, at halftime you just talked to Tyler real quick. You said, you know, this is going to be your night, but no one will come. Is that, is that something you think you received well as you've talked to him since then about that? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I in the moment it's hard, right, because you really want to play. You come to the gym to play, especially if you started the game and, and had a bucket early and everything else. Um, but I felt like being smaller was a little bit more beneficial the other night when we were trapping. And so um, that left basically room for one other big. So it's a little bit more difficult when you're doing that. Um, and, and the fact of the matter is, is that that's what we've preached all preseason. And so we've got to be able to do it. And he's, he's great. I mean, he's, he's a pro. He's a really good guy. But, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly empathetic to it, um, but I'm not worried about his response at all. Well, they they first of all they have continuity from last year. They've added two veteran players who hasn't taken very long to adapt to the system, David Lee and Amir, and the other players who have been here. A lot of execution they're getting is some of the same stuff they did last year. Uh, the experience. The improvement they've made over the last couple of years, uh, Brad and his staff have had a job of, of improving the team and getting them better. Uh, and adding Isaiah Thomas gives them one of the best one-on-one -on -one offensive players in the league. So mm -hmm. a lot of versatility. Evan Turner's a, a heck of a versatile uh, one, two, three, whatever you want to call him. He can handle the ball, point forward. So have a lot of versatility that you have to combat. How much did they remind you of where you were a few years ago, kind of taking the next steps, you know, building the team, trying to step forward and, and you know, be a factor? Well, they're, they're in similar position. I mean, they, they've done it, you know, a couple of years. We've same thing. So, um, you know, in a similar position that we were a couple of years ago. Uh, Amir, uh, you know, I remember DeMar saying at the start of training camp that it was different because it was his first one without Amir. Um, you talked about it a little bit, uh, the emotions that, that some of your guys are going to go through, and, and Amir on the other end playing against his old team. Well, I saw Amir when he first came in, and it, you know, it's emotional because you, you go through so many wars with a guy that uh, you get to know him real well, the good and the bad, mm -hmm. And but there's a lot of good about Amir that we miss, and uh, you know, he's, he's such a great person as well as a hell of a competitor that uh, you know you always have a, a, a fun, a soft spot in your heart for a guy like that. Uh, like I told him, the only time we have a hard spot on a heart is, is at 7.30, 7.30, 9.30, whatever that is. Then we'll be friends after the game. But uh, miss Amir, but we wish him well. well who are the Celtics getting in Amir? I mean, on the court and off the court? Getting a great, great person, great competitor, 
hard worker, great teammate, uh, everything, every adjective you want to give uh, as far as Amir is concerned. Uh, came in this league as a young high school kid, learned from some of the best in Rasheed Wallace and Ben Wallace and those guys in Detroit. Came and, and, and uh, uh, gave some of that knowledge to our young guys over the last four or five years. And, uh, you know, again, uh, it's a business. And, uh, you know, from both sides and his side and our side, it's, it's a business situation. And I know, know the Celtics has a heck of a player in, uh, in Amir Johnson. You guys had guarding a three-pointer and shooting it yourselves. Well, I thought, first, first of all, I thought we defended it. We missed a couple of opportunities to defend it better in that second half run. But I also thought we defended it pretty well some of the time. And, you know, they made it. We ran at them. We did what we wanted to do. Um, we tried to run them off the line. The one that Joseph hit, I mean, Joseph hit one, then Smart hit one that should have just canceled each other out um, in the first half. But, you know, um, that run by Ross really hurt us, obviously. And, um, you know, I thought the third quarter was when it kind of got away. I, I didn't feel like we were playing great in the first half. Um, and, you know, they go in and they're shooting 31% and it's a tie game. Um, that usually doesn't bode well. Uh, we set them to the line too much. And um, we need to do a better job of recognizing when the other team's in the bonus and, you know, try to make it a little bit more difficult. Um, before you know, is there before they even make a play? We should we've got to make sure we're we're being solid defensively. Well, through two games, it's early, obviously. But what have you thought of the starting lineup so far? Uh, I think they've all had their moments individually. What about collectively? Uh, I thought that they started the game pretty well today. I mean, we started off 10 to 4 up. We had some energy. We had some juice. I think, I don't know if they called a timeout. I, I'm trying to remember, or there was a dead ball of some kind or a stoppage of some kind, and then they quickly tied it right back up with threes. Um, you know, we'll continue to, to tinker and look at it and everything else. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a balancing act of making sure that we're defending the way that we can. Um, and we're capable of and, and scoring the ball, but clearly the bench is scoring. Um, there's no, there, there's no science to that they are scoring the ball. Brad, uh, just you know, 76 combined free throws for both teams. Just a, a game like this where there are just so many whistles. Is it, is it tough for you guys to feel like just to like get a rhythm going at all? It's a offense? physical game, but you have to be able to play through um, that physicality, and you have to adjust how the game is being called. And, and I thought that. You know, we did a better job of that in the second half. We didn't do a great job of that at the start of the game. Um, and, uh, you know, hey, we ended up shooting more free throws than them. So that's, you know, it, it certainly, you know, the fouling was a part of it. But I thought more the, the start of the second half, they, they were better. They were more connected, it looked like, playing the game than we were at the start of the second half. And they were really active turning us over um, in that little stretch as well. When the when the fouls do start to pile up on on both sides, is that ever a matter of um, positioning or, or effort or what what kind of? I didn't think it was a positioning or effort thing. I thought it was just hands thing. Yeah, it's just technique stuff. So they just have to you have to play with bent wrists. You have to keep your hands back.
Oh, Brad, last game you had some turnover trouble tonight. You were talking about that stretch. I mean, you're a little worried about how you guys are taking care of the ball. Yeah, we're not we're not moving the ball as well as we need to, and we're not taking care of the ball as well as we need to. That's been uh, that's been for 96 minutes consistent. Um, so, you know that'll that'll be a telltale thing for our team if we turn the ball over um, like this, we won't have a very good year. Um, if we you know, start valuing a little bit better, we'll be better. Now, these are two of the teams that, you know, have been very good in causing turnovers um, last year and in the preseason. But still, we've got to do a better job handling the ball. Brad, um, a lot of guys struggle from the field tonight. Was there something they were doing defensively, just a matter of missed shots, or what do you take from that? Yeah, I mean, you feel better when you make shots. I mean, everything seems a little rosier, right? Um, yeah, we, we had a lot of, we had a lot of misses. Some of them were good looks. Some of them weren't, um, again, I, I think that we have to move the ball better and, you know, continue to probe for better shots. Um, it's game two, you know, we're not as good as these guys right now. I think that was pretty evident and clear for everyone to see. And so we'll see if we can improve. Uh, you know, it was very calm. You know, there was a, a few jokes here and there, you know, but it was it was just very calm and relaxing. You know, it was like we've been playing summer ball pretty much. Frustrating not to come out on top? Yeah, um, I think we just kind of, this game, I think we felt like we beat ourselves. You know, we, we tied it during the, the first and second second half, um, third quarter, so when we got in a little trouble, they made shots. Guys off the bench, T. Ross made a shot, and, uh, you know, we just kind of went down here from there. Defensively, what broke down? Uh, I think Fallon. I think Fallon what got us trouble. We, uh, we put them on the line. Uh, they made a lot of their shots on the line. And once they shot a couple of free throws, their shot got going and it just kind of broke us down a little bit defensively. Did they do anything different in, in the second half, start of the second half? No. Uh, I think we just, just ourselves, you know, we made a couple of mental mistakes, you know, down the stretch. Uh, I, I think we played well overall. We could have played better. You know, the second and first half, but as terrible as we played, you know, we ended up tying the game those quarters. And uh, the third quarter, you know, it was just all our fight, and uh, uh, it just got the better of us. When it comes to the fouling, is that just a matter of you guys needing to have awareness of how they're calling it and kind of adjust to that on the fly? Or? Uh, it's tough, you know, because our guards are so aggressive. And, uh, you know, DeMar and Kyle just know how to do those little tricks where they get the ball under your arm, and, you know, they were able to get to the line. You know, uh, most of the game, I think he shot like 14 and Kyle shot like 10 free throws. Um, so that, that's what got their offense started. You know, once we can cut back the fouls, I, I think we got to get this game. San Antonio coming in Sunday. What are you guys going to have to do to, to make sure that this is just kind of a one step setback? Uh, we already focused. Um, I think it, uh, t tonight was kind of like a guard game, and tomorrow's going to be a big game. Uh, so we're definitely going to focus. You know, tomorrow's practice. You know, and, and get ready and go through a scouting report and get ready for them. You, you, you played obviously in the last seven years. There's a team that the Celtics probably try to catch and attempt to catch. Do you, is this kind of a litmus uh, test? Is this do you kind of let you know where you guys, how far you guys need to get? You can say that. Um, it, it's just for us to get better. You know, clean up on our mistakes. Um, Toronto's a team that always, for some reason, we used to just turn up in the third quarter. And uh, for us, we have to get you know every quarter, you know, and get those first and second quarters and actually play through the rest of the game. So it's just, I think, it's just a test for us to to get better as a team. I mean, you guys lost the battle on the boards as well. How do you command that without the size? Uh, 
just having the urgency to have a, a gang rebound. You know, the, the guys are flying in for rebounds, even the guards grabbing a couple of rebounds. You know, we have to get everybody on the same page, come in there and box out, you know, and box out the man and just gang rebound. Uh, Coach Case. <laughs> and what are those magic words? Uh, basically, um, defense. Uh, we had them 37%. Percent, I think, in the first half, something along that line. So we were playing great defense. Our offense went clicking. Um, particularly myself, I missed like two easy layups. So, um, but coach just told us to go back out there. Once we start shooting the ball good and keep playing the same defense, we'll take over this game, and that's what we did. You guys seem to turn them over in the third quarter and turn that into offense very quickly. Was that? What did you guys do to, to force those turnovers? Where was it? You know, play calls you were. You knew, like, were you in the passing lanes? What did you do? No, I think we just got more aggressive. Uh, coach told us, you know, stop just coming down, running sets. Uh, we get out, just let's go. And uh, I think that's what we did, man. We just got out and kept running. Uh, Kyle did a good job of finding myself and DeMar on threes, you know. And it was just up here from there. Yeah, how, how much does that feel you guys? Like, you get a few stops, you turn them into quick buckets. It, it just seems, how much does it pick up the energy? Uh, big time. You know, I always believe defense terms of easy offense. Uh, the better you play defense, the easier the offense will come. So um, I think our main focus has been defense, defense, defense. And we got to continue to keep thinking like that. And the offense will come. We got two many scores in here. As you see, T. Ross come off the bench and hit 21 points. That's 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 how to just tell you how many scores we have. Yeah, how do you look after the turnovers? It, they, you know, you've won the last two games, but you've you probably had too many turnovers for your liking. Yeah, we turned it over a lot. Um, we just got to get better, man. We got to get better with the ball. We got to be more secure. We got to, you know, pick the ball up and try to find guys when they're open. And we got to calm. I think right now we're rushing a little bit. And we're trying to hit the right. We're trying to do the right thing so bad that we turn it over. So uh, we'll get better. I think that'll come come along with the territory. I think they it just came down to them making shots. They had, um, I think, two draws got going and. They were moving the ball very well, and they were just knocking down open shots. You guys have really turned the ball over a lot the first couple of games. What's going on with the offense? I think we just need to slow down and um, you know make that simple play. I think that's the problem right now. We're all trying to figure each other out still, and um, with the groups that we're playing with, and I, I feel like we're going to continue to get better, but. The main thing is just slowing down and just playing free. Is there anything they did differently in the second half? Because obviously that's when the game really swung away. I mean, Tim's Ross got going. What do you have, like 17 in one quarter? I mean, he was just going. Can't let that happen or, you know, we at least got, have to be aware of that. And I don't even think we, we knew he got going. And, you know, as a team, I feel like we need to talk to each other and help each other out. You guys had trouble making shots. Was that a shot selection thing, or? I think it was, and the ball stopped moving, and that's hard on, on our team. The ball has to move, and it, it gives everyone confidence, and um, makes everyone feel involved. And I feel like that's best basketball for for the Celtics when the ball is moving and everyone's touching it. Two games in with this. Two guard three. It seemed like they had stretches where they were getting some. I want to, I mean, of course, uh, but not only that, we need to guard better, period, as a team. Um, you can't let teams just come in here and do whatever they want to do, and I feel like that's what they did tonight. Two games in the start of the year, do you guys feel like you're gelling a little bit more from the first game? 
I do. Um, we're gonna, like I said, we're continuing to get better, and we just need to use every off day um, to try to improve. If it's you know practicing or watching film, whatever it is, so we can become a better team and um, improve on a in the first unit because we can't have second halves like that, and we know that as a team, and we just can't continue to keep making the same mistakes. This game is fresh in your mind, but you got a really good team coming here on Sunday. Uh, approach to playing one of the best teams in the league. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you guys hear it all the time. Uh, you know, that's the good thing about the NBA. Um, you know, unfortunately, this is disappointing, but we do have a the next game to look forward to, and we are facing a very good team. And um, we're on to the next team. That's the first thing Brad said after the game. You know, let's focus on San Antonio because they are a very good team, and we know they're going to come in here and try to jump on us early. And so we have to make sure we're prepared and. Um, we don't, like I said, make the same mistakes, turning the ball over. You can't turn the ball over against San Antonio. They're going to score every single time. So we have to be strong with the ball and play deeper. How do you win the battle on those boards, too? It was one shot and done for a lot of it tonight. It was. We weren't moving the ball at all. And we can't do that because it makes it, we don't make the defense work at all. And we really just made it easier on them tonight, especially in the second half. The ball just stopped moving around. Isaiah, you knew this was the second half team. What did they do in the start of the third quarter to really kind of knock you guys in that? They just came out and played harder than us. I mean, that was playing it simple. They wanted it more in the start of the, the second half, and that's what it was, offensively and defensively. Are you guys still, I guess, finding, finding a rhythm? It seems like turnovers have been a bit of an issue in the first no doubt. I mean, sometimes we're a little too unselfish, and I think that's what causes our turnovers, just trying to make the play for somebody else. But at the same time, we just got to be decisive. I mean, that's what coaches harps on us about a lot, about being decisive, knowing what you're going to do, and just being in control of the ball. And that starts with the guards first and foremost, but then it um, goes off to everybody else on the team. Shots not falling, was it a shot selection thing or their defense? Uh, probably shot selection. We had a lot of open shots, I mean, even around the rim. We just need to concentrate more and knock them down. I mean, guys need to just continue to have confidence. I think this is our first game where our body language was not, not, not really good, and guys were missing shots in that third and fourth quarter and putting their head down, and we can't have that. Uh, we got to be even killed at all times and, and just remain confident in ourselves. One of the guys that wasn't missing shots, particularly in the second half, was Terrence Ross. Yeah, I know you know well. Talk about just his impact on this game. He was a difference maker in the fourth quarter. I mean, we were in the game no matter if they made a run in that third quarter. They played better than us. But fourth quarter, he was the difference. I mean, I don't know how many points he had in the fourth, but he was by far the, the biggest difference in that game. And, and um, made made the lead uh, made a real a real big margin for us. I mean, he, he made some tough shots. Um, I haven't seen it this year. I mean, that was the first time. I mean, coach said it a few times in the in the huddle too. Um, and we can't have that. I mean, that's signs of a, a immature team, a young team, and we got to be bigger than that at all times. We just got to be even keeled, and whether whether it's, it's it's good or bad, we get we can't get too high or can't get too low. Have you seen? You kind of seen there like Toronto as a team with. Going to be competing for the Eastern Conference just like you guys are. Have you kind of seen 
can extend kind of a fitness test for you in this situation to see where you're at? You could, you could say that. I mean, it's still early. They're, they're a hell of a team. you got to tip your hat off to them. They came in and handled their business. But at the same time, they've definitely the last few years been a, been a pretty good team and a team that you look, look forward to playing against and a team that, that plays the right way. I mean, they got a, a lot of unselfish guys that, and a lot of talented guys. So you just got to gotta learn from the mistakes that we had tonight and, and build on it. You guys are full court pressing like a couple minutes left, down 15. Is Brad's coaching a little different in that regard from most guys around the NBA? Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of teams don't do it. Um, we were in desperation mode, so we were just trying to out, outwork them and, and make them make make tough decisions. And, I mean, we did an all right job of that, but the, their league was too much for us. Is San Antonio on Sunday kind of a, the best test of how, whether you guys can kind of bounce back and correct some of the things you were talking about that uh, you weren't happy with? No doubt, because if you don't correct them, they'll beat you about 20. Um, so we got to be mentally tough and, and just forget about this loss. Um, whether it's good or bad, you have to have short memory and, and move on to the next one. We got eight. You gotta pay attention to what they're doing, because if you do, you know, you'll be ready for it. That's me. So, I have a professional crew working yeah. here tonight, so. Hey, you should hold the microphone. Hello? You can hold it like that? 